What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Shown of 71, and your auditory canals are tuned into episode 126 of the Gaming Vessels podcast. And as usual, I'm not in the digital studio alone. Along with me, I got my partners in crime. First up, we got Dez, a.k.a. the Bay Area Terror, a.k.a. the High-Res Hater, a.k.a. Cat Daddy, a.k.a. Gamer Step Daddy. What's going on, bro? Not much. Just here, uh, as always, with my with with my, my, my gaming homies, you know, talk about games, you know, enjoying life. Hope you are, too. You know, thank you for listening, as always. Absolutely. Now, of course, our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's up, bro? What you been up to? Not much, man. Just uh, trying to stay cool and, you know, maximizing my gaming value. All I need to do is go get an Xbox Game Pass Ultimate (laughs) subscription, and I will not have to look for any further deals in my gaming diet i have all the gaming i ever need with xbox games pass what's playstation now i have no idea what what's that wow playstation plus someone is really ornery today salt the salt someone's really ornery this is gonna be a good show y'all i'm not ornery i'm not ornery i'm just playing y'all playing y'all that's it (laughs) I just love all the healthy discussions we have on Twitter. That's great. Yeah, yeah. If you're curious, uh, hit up our, our our Twitter and look at. Um, depending on when you when you see this, <laughs> roughly, roughly, uh, what is this? June June fifth, June fourth. Yeah. And, June fifth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> see the, the 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 Twitter discussion from there with the yeah. co-host of uh, GH Radio. Uh, over there, Alfred. Shout out to you, Alfred, man. You good brother. Uh, yeah. I, I wonder. I wonder about your gaming thought process a little bit, but hey, I love you like a play cousin. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> peace, peace and love, Alfred. It's all good. All good in the hood. So. Yeah. All righty. First, first up, uh, first topic on the docket, as always, is going to be the playlist. So, Des, why don't you kick things off, man? What you've been playing? I do. So today's been, or this week has been a really um, uh, better week for me. I actually got out and started playing something other than Monster Hunter. Um, so it's great, but I will talk about Monster Hunter and my experience with it at the end of my playlist. So the first thing I want to say is I started playing Biomutant again. They they got their update. I'm still trying to decide uh, what to play. I'm probably going to play a Cypheric. Um Did I play Biomutant this week? I think I did. I'm sorry, it's been nothing but Monster Hunter and and Pathfinder. Um, so uh, so yeah, uh, Biomutant. I really haven't uh, jumped back into it totally fully, but I'm really interested in playing the 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 uh, Psy Freak, seeing as they were they, they fixed the one of the bugs that didn't allow the Psy powers to crit. So so now it's a much more viable build. So I enjoyed that one, and it seems like they have kind of. Um, Cut a couple of 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 things that were kind of uh kind of uh, perks that were op, which is good. I, I think some more balancing needs to be done. But but because they uh because the developers uh came out and took care of business relatively quickly. I mean I I like that. I like that. 
So, so yeah. So um, I can't remember if I played it this this week, but I probably did. It's been a very long week for me, y'all. Uh, what else did I play? Uh, I played um, Scarlet Nexus demo. Fantastic. I'm thinking about picking it up. Um, I don't know if it's a day one, but I probably will pick it up because it looks really good. Um, I really enjoyed the demo. Uh, played Metal Slug 3, if you can believe that. Because uh, there's an indie sale or this is uh, the PlayStation uh, sales going on. And so I got Metal Slug 3 and Metal Slug uh, XX uh, or 20, if you're if you're Greek or, or Roman. Um, it's I got just both... XX, actually, Des. I know, so. I know. I'm just messing. <laughs> Thanks for the correction, though, buddy. Oh, no, no problem. I'm your, yeah. your your gaming uh, um, teacher over here. So. Mm-hmm. Your yes. our ga- gaming lawyer over here. It's actually yes. um, XX. Mm. It's a, it's not, it's not twenty. It, it's, it, it's actually <laughs> XX. Like, thanks, buddy. Thanks. It says it says double X right on the logo. There it, it does. It does. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then I'm playing Pathfinder. Uh, got. I've got into it. It's pretty good. But of course, you know how I love to make characters. I've already made like six characters trying to find that perfect chef's kiss type character. I'm on the boards. Uh, but I think I think I found one and I think I'm going to play it through. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to play the game. I've watched playthroughs. Um, it looks good. It looks good on the um, on the I mean, it's it's like a five year old game or four year old game. And but it looks good, and I'm glad I'm able to play it on the PS5, and I got it on a sale. So, so it worked out for me, and I'm able to play, you know, um, uh, turn-based. So it's fun. Like I like to be able to plat flat out my strategies and find out what's going on. So I've really, I've really been enjoying it as a as a tabletop RPG guy. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. So, and then the last game that I've that I've been playing uh, is Monster Hunter Rise, um, and. There's something okay. So something happened. So Joe and I uh, were trying to beat the final, or what I think is the final boss, the 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 Lightning Queen, the weird, you know, Chinese shrimp dragon looking thing, Thunder Serpent Narwa. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we we were fighting, we were fighting that thing, we fight her, and one of the problems that we were having is is we just we just we just weren't able to, you know, we just. We were, the stars were not aligning, and then we finally did it. We finally did it, and I was like, "Oh, great!" And then she fell down the hole, and then, you know, oh, there's more, there's more crap you got to do. Something else is happening, and I'm like, "Okay, so there's more stuff I got to do, which is fine." You know, there, it's not Monster Hunter if you don't have a ton of crap to do in it. So, but the problem that I had with with that battle is it seemed like some of the mechanics. And please, guys, jump in if you want to say anything because. Because I know we, we we played it a whole bunch of times. I know Kevin, you know, beat it at least twice. Kevin or Joe beat it at least twice. And I beat it at least once. But the problem that I had with the with the um with with the whole fight was was that weird layered stuff where she would bring up the, the platforms and then you had to wire bug up to the platform to get to the gun to start shooting her to do any kind of maximum damage to her. And it just felt like the battle or the fight favored ranged weapons versus folks who uh, use melee weapons because of the way her movements and how she kind of just kind of bounces around. And and it really felt like you had to use the Worven, uh, the Worven Slayer, and you had to use the the Worven Demolition thing. It's so, like you had to use these. 
other means to take her down. And I just felt, I don't know, like there's never been, for me, uh, as far as I can remember, there's never been a final battle in which you had to have so much outside interaction in order to beat the monster. Now, please correct me if I'm wrong, but it just felt, it just felt like, like for no, for, for no reason, it's like, like we have to use, we have to incorporate these wire bugs into something, you know? And it's just like, like, like the, the circular attacks that, that kind of radiated out from her. It's like, you had to get up or you got hit. And it was just like, why, why is this here? Like, why, why is that? Why is that? A mechanic it just it just so so for me i was running i feel like i was running around so much just to kind of get a couple hits in you know and i was playing my archer and i thought okay i have a leg up because i can actually shoot her from afar you know but even then like you have to really and people are gonna say oh get good or blah 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 and i'm just like it, it just didn't feel like it was necessary to have all that extra stuff with this dragon for that final fight, I, I don't know. I, I just thought the final fight was just overwrought with just extra shit that just didn't need to be there. So please, you guys, if you want to, if you want to, like, I was just really disappointed at the end of the fight, you know. Um, I thought, I thought and, and it was okay. Fight. I thought it was okay. I mean, pretty much, uh, I was playing my longsword as usual, and uh, there's uh, segments where it actually will ramp you up with a platform to go and be right where the weak point, which is that like glowy, like yellow stomach on there to be able to go in and get some uh, hits that way on there. And then, you know, it's just trying to maximize and get the patterns down when the platform showed up. If I was near one, obviously I'd wire bug up to, you know, shoot a cannon, shoot a rapid fire uh, cannon, kind of incorporated some of the stuff from the rampage into this battle. And, uh, you know, in a way, it kind of reminded me a little bit of the Gen Moran from Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate on there as far as the Sand Dragon and how different that battle was in comparison to the regular game on there. So, and I don't, I don't know if I want to, like, per se, farm Narwa or not. You know, it's like there's some pretty good parts on there, and I could definitely see to where if I need to engage. It's just... To me, it's just, it's like a boss battle in a game. Sometimes they come off a little bit rot, you know? I think we were talking a couple, I think last episode or episode two before about Far Cry Primals, like one of their final bosses, and it was just like so out of sort from the, the way the regular game played. And I could kind of see where this also, too, is bringing in new mechanics into the fight where, you know, I could see a little bit of amp- apprehension because of the fact that like you said, it favors people that have ranged attacks, but I was able to, after fighting, you know, Narwa a few times, being able to get into a better rhythm as we went on. Uh, obviously, I'm trying to heal as much as I can, uh, keep an eye on my health, you know, you know. And it was a thing where, you know, one of us died once, then the random computer, you know, random um, online player would die once and then, you know, obviously whoever died the third time and pretty much we had to rinse and repeat a few times. So, and I'm almost thinking once we go up in Hunter rank, cause we did unlock the Hunter rank with this, that we could probably go back with this battle, especially with more higher powered weapons and be able to, you know, you know, stick it to Narwa without, 
but, having to go through a, a overwrought like 2025 minute battle per se but the, only, so. but the only problem with that or, or the thing that i just do not like about that then is 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 that's the end of the boss so you should be well equipped to fight the the end boss by the time you get to the boss you know that's what i don't like like you shouldn't have to like you know grind the skin your teeth or grind you know to get to the end boss and then and then grind some more to make it I, mean, I can understand grinding some more and make it easier because you're past it now, but it feels like you should be able to do what you need to do when you get to that, when you get to the boss, you know, it just, I don't know. It just, I just felt for me personally, I just felt like there was just too much running around healing, you know, it was too many things. Like I'm sitting here trying to dodge these, these beams and everything and just, you know, waiting for the, for, for, for the extra stuff to, to um like the dragon slayer and all that boom ass cannon to do big things to it and when it's i don't know just i, I was just disappointed up there. I know yeah. Kevin has, go ahead i'm sorry go ahead Joe. well i was gonna say it's just this game kind of proves the fact that you do need to do gear checks constantly because remember the first weekend we were just trying to play i think a regular like i think it was a echo sum the crane the fire crane um monster on there and we played it for 50 minutes me you and kev and on the opening weekend and we couldn't defeat it within the 50 minutes because our gear was too weak and then obviously uh, kevin's first like issues in fighting the magna malo you know where you know it was just uh, a chore you know it's so definitely a chore and it's just like uh, uh out of any game that's out there, I think gear checking in this in Monster Hunter is probably as much crucial as anything else. So it's like, you know, just got to make sure you're all your ducks in a row. And I'm assuming for Narwa, it's not like I think if we fight uh, the Elder Dragon later on, him or her uh, later on, that I don't, I think it's the difficulty is going to scale down and uh, getting used to the mechanics is uh, going to ease into it per se, you know, so. Yeah, so, to add to it? Okay, go. yeah, so okay, so I I think you're 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 correct. You're you're, you're right and wrong, and I, and I, and I know yeah, that's, that sound that that's weird. Uh, you're, no, it's okay. You're I'm right. I, I have the right viewpoint, but maybe the wrong perception. <laughs> no, no. When I, well, I say right. Well, right and wrong is is not is not the right one. But it, uh, uh, well, well, this is what I found out. Um, so there are three different patterns to the the rising uh, the rising platforms. Two of the three, if you uh, if you know the patterns, will get you to the weak point uh, of of the Narwa if you're using a melee weapon. The third one will not produce a, a platform rightness when she's high up higher up than normal that's when you grab one of the cannons that are hovering or one or that big cannon that's off to the side of the of some wall or something uh i want to say i i pulled this off of eric's gaming's youtube mm -hmm. um so there's three there's like three patterns to that but i will say that i think you're right the narwa battle is 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 just kind of is just kind of it doesn't feel like a it doesn't to me it doesn't really feel like a like a traditional monster hunter battle it's like you're you're fighting this thing that's flying upside down that's moving around like a cuttlefish and it it it, it it's hitboxes 
I it, it's tells for its hitboxes do not make any sense. I when I was up under this thing hitting using the greatsword because I if you're using greatsword you have to be up front and hitting. Um, I would char shoulder charge what I think was an oncoming attack, and I would look at my health. I would I would charge the attack, but I I wouldn't lose any health. Then uh, some action it would take that I didn't think would affect me, and I'm flying halfway across the screen. So the hitboxes on that thing are all weird. The, 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 it, it, it's shape, it, the way it moves, and its hitboxes are just weird. You, it, it's just something that you kind of have to get, get used to. Um, like like that, that one thing that it, where it does like that ground beam, and it yeah. shoots the laser on the ground, and then the there's the the subsequent explosions that follow the path of the initial beam. Okay, there is a position that you can be on where you can actually be in those explosions and not take damage. Then there's a position where you can be actually outside of those explosions, but take damage. And then, of course, if you get if you are hit, you know, dead on, you're going to take damage. I discovered that by accident when I was playing with you guys. There are two times where I thought that I was going to get KO'd when it did that that thing. I mean, I was in the explosion, but I didn't take any damage. Then there was another time where I was at full health, and I know I dodged that explosion. I was outside of it, but its hitbox went past where its graphic representation was and I'm flying across the screen. Its hitboxes are just very, very weird. Yeah. Um, so, but the, as far as the platforms, you know, and this is a, a, if you don't know, if you don't know what the patterns are, then it's going to be a little bit of, it's going to be a little bit of problem. Every time it sends them rocks up, Somewhere on the, and it's always in the same spot, somewhere on the ground, there's going to be a ramp rock. Yeah. And you walk up the ramp rock, and then you can, and, and there's a, always going to be a path to that thing's chest out of two out of those three patterns. The third pattern is the one where it's higher up and turns in, it's rolled into a ball, and that's the one where you have to use the range cannons that that the, the platforms level up, le levitate up, or you have to grab. I think there's a super cannon somewhere on the wall somewhere, and you can use that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm in a hundred percent agreement with you that I don't think it's a. Uh, it's not a good battle. I, I I'll put it to you this way: as frustrated as I was fighting Nergigante. Uh, at the end of Monster Hunter World, that was a leagues better in battle than, uh, well, technically, the end battle was actually, uh, what was that? That big giant red dragon, technically. Um, I, for, I forget what they call it, that giant red dragon, that was the raid. Um, but for the story, it was the, the Nergigante was a much better fight. Than, than the than than fighting this 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 spinning cuttlefish upside down flying thing it, it is way better way better uh, I could say I mean it's not like it just it reminded me of like an in battle in Fantasy Star Online or something versus Monster Hunter it's just the it was just different I could tell you that right now so 
It wasn't bad. It was just, I mean, I, I just didn't like it for, for, for what was happening. So it's fine. Yeah. I mean, I'll have to take a look. I know we're looking at the Narwa's like, uh, uh, armor. And of course there's no slots, but there's a bunch of, uh, you know, um, you know, perks and everything with it. So I'll take a look to see if that's something I need to farm or, you know, play, obviously, you know, it's going to irk me if, because of the fact that how long it took, you know, the 20, 25 minutes to, <laughs> For a, great, for a great sword, there is nothing I can use on Narwa. Nothing. I know it's a weak to dragon. I know it's weak to dragon. So yeah, the, there is nothing I can use. I really can't use it anything that I can see for bow, uh, either. But for great sword, nada. No, I'm not going to. I mean, I don't think I'm needing anything. You know, as a as a as a primarily bow user, I'm I'm good. <laughs> so, but but that's all I've been playing, everybody. So uh, I'll kick it over to Joe. Joe, what have you been playing, buddy? Uh, just Monster Hunter World. That's it. I mean, Monster Look Hunter you. Rise. Excuse me. It's you got World on the on the brain now. We uh, <laughs> uh, finally uncapped and uh, got our hunter ranked uncapped, and I haven't played since uh, Thursday night on there so but uh just yeah monster hunter's been my go-to go-to i think since the last episode i finished the village quest um i was looking to knock out all the hub quests and um we're still obviously opened everything up so i'm looking to get my hunter rank up some more on there um i did buy a bunch of uh playstation indie games on the uh sale i think there's over 1200 games on sale so i'm definitely looking to getting those installed and getting virtua fighter um five um installed as well i've been wanting to play it but uh haven't made the time it seems like monster is just the, the thing where <laughs> uh, i'll just like fire up my switch because there's amiibo perks and then wind up playing that all night you know so so just got to get out of the habit and fire up my ps5 and get my series x god forbid <laughs> fired up then and uh you know play some other stuff so so we'll we'll, we'll see next episode if i i switch it up but, he won't uh, <laughs> <laughs> the abuse uh, the, the abuse, abuse. <laughs> the abuse I know uh, the gamer stepdad has emerged over here <laughs> for, 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 from from the uh, basement. And when are you going to make me uh, bring you a couple drinks and, and make you something to eat? <laughs> so, <laughs> it's about time. Give me but a beer. Be, that, that that's me. That's me this week. So all Monster Hunter Rise, pretty much. So, oh yeah, a Fantasy Star uh, Two New Genesis. Fantasy Star Online Two New Genesis comes out on the ninth too so that's something we'll probably talk about next show as well so okay okay well for me it's been not too much really it's just been a little rise and not really much else uh, i intended to play other stuff but you know lately i've been getting on late and uh, i fall asleep and i don't get a chance <laughs> anything so i had intended to make well i did uh, well i did make a little bit more progress uh in resident evil 8 uh but that was like right after the recording of the last show um i'm i'm dealing with the next uh lord of the area rather and uh it, it resident evil 8 is is still fantastic but um uh, 
other than that, I haven't played anything. I haven't played anything else. Uh, just a little bit of Rise for the most part, and just a smithering of Resident Evil 8 before I wound up falling asleep and waking up, and I'm staring at a at a at a my, my PlayStation went to sleep, and I'm looking at a blank screen. <laughs> Oh, I hope we get you get Old your man rest, disease. Kev. Old yeah. man disease. Old man diseases over here. But so that's going to do it for our playlist. But our next topic on the docket is going to be the main event. So, Des, you got the mic, man. All righty. So, as always, thank you so much for taking the time to participate, everyone who does, in our main events. Uh, for those who are new, uh, welcome. And uh, we usually ask a question uh, of our listeners just so we can kind of like, you know, engage with you all um, because we are, you know, for the listeners, by the listeners, because we all listen to podcasts as well. So, uh, so our last question that we asked um, was. Uh, with the rumored uh, Team Ninja final, uh, fa- final Fantasy game, which character or video game franchise would you like to be given the Dark Souls no treatment? Mario Neo. Souls or Neo uh, treatment? Uh, Mario Souls, Sonicborn, <laughs> or Star Wars Souls? So I'm going to start this off with Joe. Joe, uh, what are some of the uh, things that you would like to... Uh, uh, some of the, some of the franchises or characters that you would like to get a uh, uh, a, a, a a souls treatment. Uh, well, for pre-existing games, um, I'd have to say, um, even though I'm going to bring one out from dark times from PS1 era, but uh, you know, there's not a particular character, but uh, either uh, like a Bushido Blade kind of inspired Ooh, uh, Souls game. <laughs> And or Samurai Showdown uh, with some uh, Souls aspects, you know, with that From Software treatment would both be excellent. Uh, we do have a news story about Dark Horse uh, starting a games division, and I think the uh, Blade of the Immortal game in the Souls type of, uh, you know, action uh, wheelhouse would, I think, be excellent as well. So I'm, I'm thinking... I don't want to throw like obviously Sonic or Mario into the mix in that genre, but I definitely think, uh, you know, that a uh, Bushido slash Samurai, you know, kind of similar to Neo uh, would work on there. Um, I'm also thinking to maybe some incorporation of, you know, maybe a, a franchise like maybe Skyrim, you know, you know, something of that nature. I don't think that would ever happen if Bethesda would create a Souls-like game. But, uh, you know, I could definitely see some incorporation there as well on there. So, yeah, I could definitely I could definitely see that as well. Um, I would love to see. Uh, I mean, we kind of have that a little bit with 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 Neo, but I'm not sure. It, I mean, if you want something within that that world, so I think it would be would be really great. I would like to see another, uh, just a quick another like Tenchu, uh, Demon Souls like game where 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 stealth is 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 what you need to use in order to get by, and and you have to kill people stealthily. Like I think that would be fantastic. Um, oh, uh, and Berserk Guts would just oh, yeah. I think. 
yeah. know, I know that uh, Tecmacoe did a Berserk game, but it was more in the Musou style than a yeah. Soul style. And I think I definitely uh, would work. Uh, was there any elements? I know you played that game, Kev. Was there any like Souls elements to the Berserk game that came out for PlayStation 4? Not a one. <laughs> no, it was all Musso. It Musso. was all, all Musso. Yeah, I, I do wish that. Uh, I do wish that game would have turned out a little bit better. I'll just say that. Okay. So totally fair. So um, one of our one of our longtime listeners and 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 uh, constant and frequent uh, collaborator on Monster Hunter Rise and and on our Discord is Gerald, and he said, "I like to see a Star Wars soul." Yes, I would love to see a Sith-based Star Wars Souls where you play as a Sith apprentice uh, running a gauntlet for some reason. I don't know why or I don't know what, but full-on decapitations, full-on, you know, a severing of limbs um, because that's what lightsabers are, are there for. You know, that's, I mean, Sith Lords use them to behead people, whereas Jedis use them to disarm literally a person. So, so that's always one of the things that I've, that I've always thought would have been really, really great, uh, is having a a full on souls like game, tough as nails souls game, um, where you have to like force powers are limited uh, because you're an apprentice and you literally just have to use your lightsaber and and then having the having the various different Jedi fighting styles so I think there's seven of them um, and they were all practiced by various different Jedis throughout the um, throughout the, the 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 books and the the canon and everything like that and they all were different uh, styles and I would love for a souls uh, Star Wars style game in which you had to like start off with like the basic, uh my fighting style and then you as you grew stronger you would learn other other fighting styles you could pick like a main style sort of like they did with um uh with um oh i'm linking on the name oh just recently uh ghost of shishima when he was able to change his fighting styles to 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 work with different types of uh, to fight different types of, of of enemies, whether it was lancemen or people with shields, just something something different that you had to work with, and it was a primarily you know Jedi focus. So you were fighting other Jedi's or other you know other Force users. So I think it would be fantastic. You know, maybe a Sith version of 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 the uh, Order sixty six where um, where uh, the 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 Empire was killing you know all of the all of the Jedi's and have like a uh, sort of like Star Killer, but not so generic as Star Killer. I don't know. I, I think I think you're really on to something, Gerald, and I'd love to see it. Uh, any of you guys want to add anything, Joe, Kevin? Was there any elements of uh, Souls and Jedi Fallen Order? I know there was some. No. Mm. Okay. I mean, I mean, there was because you. There, I mean, there was a little bit, but it wasn't like full on Souls. Where oh, I know. Where, I mean, it was close, but. As Kevin has said many times before, if we're not cutting people's hands off, you know, then why aren't we? Like, why aren't we? Like, why? Aren't, why? Why are we? Why, why are we here? You know, <laughs> what, what, what's going on? 
only the animals get get dismembered, but the people don't. <laughs> right? It's like okay. Right. So they might as well have a taser. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lightsaber taser. <laughs> Pepper spray. Taser saber. Taser. Taser saber. Taser saber. Yes, some Jedi pepper spray. <laughs> mm. I think oh. for me, I, I I think for me, uh, I would like to see Maximo done in the soul. There you go. Yeah, uh, that that would be really cool. Um, focus on, and I, I it would have to be. You know, I would like it to. Well, so maybe lean more on the Sekiro side because at least if it did that, it wouldn't be an energy st- a stamina bar. I'm not a fan of the stamina stamina bar because that's. I always get get caught up and do too much stuff and wind up being tired and then getting killed. Uh, so, but but yeah, uh, something in the uh, maximo in the when the souls manner, where your emphasis is uh, defensive and offensive moves, uh, like there would be different defensive techniques you could do with your shield. Uh, Certain offensive moves that you could do with the, you know, with the throwing knives and with the javelin, uh, maybe with, uh, and of course with the sword. It, it, I think it would that I think that game would would uh, lend itself well to the Souls methodology, and I will also say God Hand. And the reason I say God Hand is because it's, in a way, it's almost kind of like souls from the standpoint of like in in a very loose in the loosest of terms like your specials are linked to these menus that you know that scroll down like you know do i want to do the home run finisher do i want to do the you know the spanking finisher (laughs) you know y'all would just have to play it have to play that game there it, it is so over the top, bonkers, crazy. It, it's is one of the reasons why it's my favorite game ever. Uh, but I think something like uh, God Hand could be, me- from a mechanic standpoint, could be implemented well in in the Souls style of gameplay as well. You're bringing that sense of humor to that because you know, unfortunately, yeah. the Souls, Souls Bloodborne so template is so dire and like you know bleak. So. Yeah. No, that's. I mean, that's. What I'm hoping that another thing would actually make it kind of fun, you know. Um, although I really think it'd be really fun to have a have a sorcerer type Souls game. Um, I don't know what what best franchise would 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 work with a a sorcerer based Souls game, you know. But I guess you kind of already have that in most games because you have a mana bar, and so you have to maintain your mana bar instead of your stamina bar. So, but. Again, I I still think uh, the Souls line is, or the Souls um, type of uh, genre, Souls genre is is something that you know we really kind of need to, like it's it's there, and I think it's really worth uh, exploring a lot more. Yeah, I think From could even dip in and take some elements from the Kingsfield series, the you know an older series, from them to maybe bring some elements of exploration in there. Mm-hmm. above and beyond you know, what's already in it seems like a lot of the souls and bloodborne as born games it seems like a lot of the emphasis is based on the you know one-on-one combat you know and having to 
obviously make your way <laughs> through a dungeon, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and so our, our last our last uh, uh, response comes from uh, your friend and mine, Mr. Fred French. Uh, hasn't been here for a while. We loved it. We love that you're back. Uh, he says, first, let me say, what's going on, guys? Oh, we're doing well, you know, missing you, missing, uh, missing you know, the mustard. Uh, I guess I got, he says, I guess I got busy and I kind of let a few questions go by. Sorry about that. No worries, buddy. Uh, any, anyway, how about Uncharted Souls? Might be good. I know this doesn't belong, but can we please do another Lolo game? Uh, take care, guys. Um... Okay, so Uncharted Souls would be really interesting because I've always thought those games were really funny because here you are, an, an archaeologist or a grave digger or, or or pirate or rogue or whatever you want to call it. He's actually a thief. He's stealing all that stuff. That I don't know. belong to him. I know, I know. He's a, he's a pirate. <laughs> That's why I said pirate. So it's just like, okay, you're a pirate, buddy. Um, so So I'm thinking to myself, okay, you know, what if um, you literally have to, like, avoid getting found because you will die? Um, because oh, whenever... That. What was that? I would hate that. Well, no, because so think about cool. it like this. Every time you... Every time you... You would... Like, he gets shot so many times, and then you... And then you, he gets back up and runs away. <laughs> it's like... Like, I, I can imagine if it wasn't full-on, like like metal gear solid type stealth but like you want to avoid getting shot because or 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 killing people sooner or later or or, or actually wearing stuff to like stop you from from dying or you know stop stop you from dying i've always thought those games he was always a little bit bullet spongy uh but you can't have your protagonist dying so quickly to a gunshot wound to the you know to the chest so so you gotta have to you know suspend your disbelief a couple times in order to have it you know you know, to, to be enjoyable. So I don't know if that franchise would be good for that, but but I do see what you're saying. I just don't know how that would translate because they did it a little bit with uh, the new iteration of the um, of the Tomb Raider because there were certain things that are element, um, environmental hazards that if you did it wrong, you would just die and that'd be it. So I thought that was kind of fun. Um, but, or maybe using... Or, or having guns like hurts you a lot more. I don't know. I, I think Uncharted would be a weird game to kind of, you know, in that series would be kind of weird to put into a um, a, a Souls like. Because I just don't think that people would be able to do it. Like, that's why I always think gunplay in games is always kind of interesting, <laughs> you know, because it's like in a game you're taking so many gunshots, you know, and you're, and you're totally getting riddled by bullets, but you're okay. So it's like you kind of have to. You know, suspend your disbelief. So. Uh, maybe in that same wheelhouse, just cause so souls. I don't know. Just there's... cause souls. Hmm. <laughs> just cause, yeah. Just just cause. Just cause. I'd say Dragon's Dogma would be a good one for that too. I can see that. I just want a Dragon's Dogma too. That's all yeah. I care about. This. That would um, be nice. That would be nice. Well, we'll yeah. have to see uh, next. You know, in seven to ten days so. <laughs> i mean if they show it you know who knows um and uh i know this doesn't belong but can i please get another low low game can you elaborate a little bit more about that joe 
Uh, yeah, um, basically he is alluding to the Adventures of Lolo, which was a puzzle game on the NES. And so three games of that particular game came out in that series on there. And uh, it was uh, developed by HAL Laboratories, the same company that um, Iwata was a part of on there. So I don't know if you've ever checked it out or not, but if you go on Twitter, you could take a look. I, I linked to someone's Lolo collection on there and had quite a bit of Lolo stuff on there. But uh, I don't think, uh, have you played it before, Des? or no. Nope. Kev? I've never even heard of it. That's why I haven't heard of it either. That's why I was like, I mean, I, I just got my my copy of Ratchet and Clank for the Switch, so I I, 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 I don't know anything about yeah, it. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this over to Joe and let him deal with this because I have no idea what he's talking about. Well, go ahead and look in the outline and and click on that link because that's the link I shared with Fred on Twitter on there. But uh, basically, it's like an overhead like puzzle game where you could play cooperatively basically on the NES and they brought out three separate games in the series plus a couple for Game Boy as well. So you've might have seen that character before on here. So yeah, maybe. Uh you know, I remember seeing it in Nintendo Power and talking about it because there I mean three games in that series came out. So but uh it was just one I never checked out on there. So it was like kind of similar to like, there's a couple games for the NES that were in the same style, like Solomon's key and mighty bomb Jack that I never checked out either because usually I, I I'm not a puzzle guy, you know? So. Alrighty. I could, I, I, I I'm not surprised. <laughs> so, you know, and back then it's like, you know, you're spending 60 bucks on an NES cart. You want to make sure, to get the good good ones. You yeah, know, you need to get so. your money's worth. That's true. Yeah. So, all right then. So, uh, that's all for for the main event. Uh, on our next uh, main event and our next question, uh, it, it it it's time, everybody. I wish we could have like you know, it's time. E three is back, and I hope you're excited because um, I know that uh, Joe Kevar, I'm kind of indifferent. But we'll see. <laughs> um, are you guys taking any time off for E3? I have that week. Oh, okay. Joe? Uh, I got the 14th and 15th off, and that should cover me. Uh, I was thinking about trying to take the 11th off as well on there. But I do have a like a meeting to go to on the 10th, unfortunately. So I'm going to miss Weezer, and I'm going to miss all Jeff Keighley's, like, you know, massive you know, bomb drops along with like hearing my favorite social influencers, like talk about announcements and like, you know, get all my favorite YouTube and Twitch stars in there. So I, I'm thinking I'm, I'm okay for missing it. I could, I could catch the highlights on that. So. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. So yeah. watch uh, the replay. You can, you can fast forward through all the nonsense you don't care about. And all the ads too. Yeah. yeah. All of that. <laughs> Just through yeah. all of it. Bye-bye. Um, so, uh, so in honor of E3, um, our next question is, uh, what are your E3 predictions? Straight up, you know, Dragon Age reveal. We're going to see some gameplay in Dragon Age. Game Pass 2.0. Like, are they going to, you know, add more games? You know, make it only PC? Who knows? Um, uh, so, yeah, uh, let us know. And we'll talk about, we'll talk about all of them on the next show. So please, you know, give us all of your predictions from wild to mild. We want to hear them. 
Uh, you can discuss this in our discords and as Twitters. At the end of the show, stay tuned as uh, Kev's going to give you the information on how you contact with us. But again, thank you so much to everyone you know, who listens and participates. Uh, we wouldn't do this main event. We can't do this main event without you. And with that, I'll turn it back over to Kev. Okay, so thanks for that, Des. And again, special shout-out to uh, Gerald and Fred French who participated in our main event. Next topic on deck, we got the news. Trader Joe, you got the mic, man. All right, since we mentioned E3, we want to talk about the E3 2021 schedule on there to let you know what's going on with all this business. So, of course, uh, things are kicking off on uh, June the 10th with uh, Jeff Keighley's Summer Games Fest kickoff, where you're going to see appearances from Weezer along with, uh, and I, I, I kid, I kid, but they're going to have Day of the Devs uh, uh, streamed with the first kickoff on there, which is... I uh, loved that I am 8-bit and double fine, basically. So we're going to see a lot of indie games being talked about and introduced and that kind of thing, so... We'll have to take a look on there. And, of course, they said the kickoff show will be followed by a series of events from game publishers and platforms. So, I'll look forward to that. But uh, actual E3, because E3, uh, Jeff Keighley is not the, you know, ringleader of E3 anymore. He's doing his own Summer Games Fest thing. E3 actually um, combined and went with some other host including uh greg miller from kind of funny so take that for what you will you're going to see that that face that bearded face uh for quite a few days on there he's he got work he's eating good we got to work got it so um schedule starting on saturday june the 12th uh you have an ubisoft forward 2021 to look forward to so and they're gonna have obviously have a pre-show Pre-show is going to have updates with some of their service games, including For Honor, Watch Dogs Legion, and The Crew 2 on there. I, I don't know, if, Kev, you want to go back to The Crew 2 in Season 4 or whatever? Hell so. no. <laughs> that The Crew was one of the worst driving, worst-controlling driving games I've ever played. I'm sorry. <laughs> that game was I, I still I still own the game. I have the season pass, and then it's like I keep telling myself oh, I might go back. They might have fixed a couple things. Mm-hmm. It's like I never find the find the time to download the sixty gig, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, file to be able to play it. But you know, you'll hear it here first if I do decide to do that. So, but uh, I look forward to hearing your report because I ain't playing it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Even if I buy it for you, it's not going to be another no, division too. <laughs> I will say, save your money, my friend. Save, conserve those that two dollars. He just likes spending. He just <laughs> likes spending money. That's all he likes. Oh, I, I have not, I've not bought Kevin game in a while, man. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, the main event for Ubi Forward is going to feature first gameplay footage of Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six game. Oh, Paul. <laughs> They're playing a game out there. I'll close the door. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then Ubisoft will do a deep dive <laughs> on the Rainbow Six um, 
sequel, which is the game previously known as Rainbow Six Quarantine, but with COVID, they have conveniently changed the name of, and of course, expect appearances from games like Far Cry 6 and Riders Republic and updates on new content for Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Rainbow Six Siege on there. They'll probably also discuss their film and television division. They do have a upcoming movie called Werewolves Within that was based on that PSVR game. Um, so we'll have to see about that. That game, uh, I mean, that movie looks pretty good, though. Like, talk all the shit you want, but that movie looks pretty good. So. Uh, I'll, I'll keep it kind of like, you know, I'm not going to, I have no preconceived notions, so I'm coming in fresh if I decide to watch that movie. So looks pretty I, good. Th- I think that movie has to do with uh, just a bunch of people getting together and, and doing some role-playing, role right? Basically, right? No, dude. No, it's it's a story about this 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 new sheriff uh, in a in a small this black sheriff number one um, in a small like Indiana or one of those small country towns up in the Pacific Northwest or something or somewhere in the in the in the northern part of the country, and he starts seeing some weird shit as people like start dying, and so they get everyone in, into the house together. Because it's a small town, right? So everyone gets in this mansion or something together, and they have to kind of figure out who among them is a werewolf. And it could be multiple people, and they're trying to figure out who's the werewolf before they all die. And it's like, but it's it's kind of Among Us the movie? Pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, That's coming out July 2nd, and it has um a number of different people in there including lily from the at&t commercial so i'm there yeah. day one so so i'm just thinking like i'm thinking okay this is probably some you know small budget you know movie that they're trying to get their you know their 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 their, their film division off the ground with 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 the, with the smaller ip that can that can basically just be um easy to to sell to get people um in in the door and i mean it's kind of like a a horror comedy it's rated r so like i don't think they're pandering to anybody so i'm kind of like kind of okay with it i'm like okay yeah yeah, i don't think they're gonna have any i mean game crossovers and like you know merch and all sorts of crap it's just gonna be in of a self a movie for a movie's sake kind of thing so but i'm because yeah, because when I watched the trailer, when I watched the trailer, I was like, okay. And then I saw Ubisoft, and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I was like, what is this? <laughs> like, uh, and I'm like, I never heard of this movie. And then, you know, I did a little research and found out that it was, when you said it was a game, I was like, okay. You know, because I just looked up the, the actors and stuff. And I, I should have known it was a game because it's from Ubisoft. But, but I was like, damn, okay. Yeah. You know. And then the main star is a black man, so I'm thinking hopefully they won't kill this man like immediately. So, <laughs> like, at least the main protagonist dies within the first 30 seconds. I would be so over. I'd be like, you know what? No, like you, all y'all, just, just. I would get up, and be like, that's it. I'm done. Well, and also on next Saturday, we have a um, presentation from Gearbox. So we'll have to see what all that business, Gearbox Entertainment. So Randy Pitchford is going to come out with his uh, flash memory drive and talk about medieval times. And we'll hopefully see. Hopefully the porn will be kept to a minimum. (laughs) Yes, of course. Let this man live. (laughs) 
And we'll talk about because there is a Borderlands game that got leaked with 2K's leak that we'll talk about in a bit on there. But uh, the thing about with Gearbox is that uh, I think recently in the last couple months is that they did get bought out by a European company on here. And so um, they are definitely because, you know, in of itself, Borderlands is owned by 2K. And so they'll continue to make games for them but uh thinking with this influx of cash with their recent acquisition is that uh, they might have more to bring to the table on there so we'll see what else they have in the in the wheelhouse per se so on that so i don't know if you guys are looking forward to that but we'll see because you know they, they do publish some games they publish risk of rain 2 for consoles and so they're out there, you know, doing other stuff besides Borderlands on there, you know, so we'll see. So, And then Sunday, June 13th, you're going to get the big ball of shot callers starting at uh, 10 a.m. Pacific time, 1 p.m. Eastern time for Microsoft. They're holding their Xbox and Bethesda showcase. Hopefully we see games that are coming to Game Pass soon because they need it. So all their day and date games on there so maybe we'll get a, a progress upgrade update on grounded on there to see as well <laughs> how is. grounded is <laughs> they're trying to make it work i think i think we'll, we'll see we'll see maybe. you know and then we'll see whatever do, other, do other announcements crossover yeah there you go take place uh, in a in a in a in a <laughs> blow-up pool for the kitties See, see if the K3 would <laughs> pirates and zombies come alive. Now they're out of control. See if the K3, yes, that's right. Yeah. We'll see that, yeah. The way yeah. Well, we'll see. You know, Microsoft, give it up for them. They've partnered with other, you know, companies. Uh, they're being very proactive. We'll see if, you know, any of this development comes to fruition and we'll see whether other announcements. We'll probably see more about the Perfect Dark reboot, which I don't know if any of you gentlemen really care about or not, you know. Actually, mm-hmm. I like Perfect Dark on N64. I thought it was fun. I, yeah. I played a lot of it because uh, it, it was basically GoldenEye without James Bond. Yeah, but they're making into yep. an eco-warrior game, so we'll have to see about, you know, all this business, so. Uh, and it's of like course, perfect everybody. I, I don't really care if, yeah. if it's a good action game. Oh, me that too. Yeah, the, that has all the perks. But I've heard that they're trying to make it all stealthy, and then oh, like Splinter Cell kind of Splinter Cell type. Yeah, yeah. See, on there. But you know, if if any of you listening out there excited for the um, Xbox and Bethesda showcase, definitely let us know. I mean, you want to see. You know, all of your favorites from those two companies, along with uh, Obsidian and whoever else uh, might, we'll see, you know, maybe we'll see uh, uh, a, a secret neighbor sequel or something, you know, because they did buy that developer as well. So. You know, all jokes aside, I just want to see them bring it. I want I want PlayStation to actually have some competition in this, in, in this console space. I want them to say, I want I want that show to make me say, Damn, I gotta get me a Series X. That that's really what I want to see, and uh, and and that's what I expect to see, considering all this money that they've spent, the silence that they've kept on on a lot of things, uh, and 
it, you know, you're going to have to, I, I need more than, than third-party games launching on Game Pass day and date. That, that does not affect me at all. What I need to see are some excellent first-party first games or second- or third-party deals that you guys have linked that say, all right, I need to get a Series X. Now, you can say that, well, you if you've got a PC, what's the difference? Well, I'll tell you the difference is I'm not paying $1,500 for a graphics card. I'm, I'm not. I'm not paying $2,000, $3,000 for a graphics card. That's not happening. So... I want to see the uh, positive, something that grabs my attention game-wise come from these people. I mean, you know, they've got two consoles, well, three consoles under their belt, right? The original Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One. These cats ain't new to the game. You know, they've been here for a little bit. Not as long as Nintendo and, and PlayStation, but they've been here for a little bit. It's time for them to show what they can actually do, you know, and, and that that's what I want to see. What about you, Des? What are you wanting to see from Xbox and Bethesda? And Obsidian? Uh, games. I don't, I don't care about any of the other stuff. I want to see games. Uh, you need to get me excited. You done spent billions on, on this one developer and you've been sucking up and and buying up other people I just need, I need to see what you're doing with the money like I, I gotta see like y'all have had like what two years three years with these other with these other studios I need to see some I need to see what you have you know maybe maybe do a maybe show some scenes from a new from the new halo you know and really kind of let folks know that you mean business. And that you've actually have you know trying to trying to build some goodwill from your uh, from your supporters because right now, right now, if I was an Xbox owner, I'd be a little bit shaky right now. Oh, I'd be I'd be I'd be ticked. I'd yeah, be, I'd be ticked on right your purchase now. right now, being like, um, what's I mean, happen? when when your rocks get off because of the fact that you have MLB the show on your service and you don't really give a sh- crap about baseball to begin with. Uh, you got you know, grounded. I don't think you have much to be bragging about. And having Bethesda's back catalog, I want to see something new and fresh. So yep. you know. I want to, I want to, I want to see Starfield. I want to see, um, I want to see stuff. Like I want to, you, you, you gotta have something for me. Like please, just, just, just something. I want to see something from Avowed from Obsidian, the game that they announced. I want to see more Fable footage and gameplay from Fable, you know. So, I'm I'm grateful that there's not just Fable for, uh, I mean, uh, Forza, Gears, and Halo just on the docket. I'm expecting other stuff, and I'm wanting other stuff from that, you know. So, uh, I mean, if a Gears Six announcement comes, Kev, are you gonna be uh, after playing Gears Five? I'm not gonna be excited for that. Gotcha. I'm really not because it, unless they unless it is a reboot of the story, because Gears Five the story was trash. I'm sorry, Gears Four was was on the weak side, but four but five was horrible, absolutely yeah. horrible. I didn't even finish it. It was we'll horrible. See. We'll see. I know you. We'll probably get together to watch that. I don't know. I know it's during church time though, Kev, for you. So I know it's uh, you know it God. Was- Probably would be it would probably be sometime you know by that time the re the restreams would be already up, yeah. So um, so yeah, it'd probably be something, and that's assuming I 
Yeah, well, yeah, it it, bro- it would probably be after, look like maybe like two o'clock or three o'clock or something before I'd be able to get a chance to, to take a look at it. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Now so there's. I'll, I'll let you know. Okay. And there's some other ga- uh, stuff on Sunday too. PC gaming show and the future game show will also stream on Sunday, on there. Look forward to that. Square Enix has. Uh, presentation too. They will be showing stuff off from the new Life is Strange True Colors and Life is Strange Remastered collection and have details about the Black Panther War for Wakanda. Wakanda for Marvel's Avengers on there. Sorry. And (laughs) then an update finally on Platinum Games Babylon's Fall on there. So that's definitely stuff that I'll be watching and also announcement of a new game from Eidos Montreal as well on there so and then also too there is going to be some information from warner brothers and 24 entertainment whatever that is so (laughs) then on monday um starting at 8 a.m pacific time uh capcom take two uh, mythical games freedom games razor and unannounced indie developers will have presentations throughout the day on here uh, capcom will deliver a presentation on monday um, focusing on their upcoming slate of games, of course. So probably talk about Great Attorney, Ace Attorney Collection, Monster Hunter Stories 2, um, Resident Evil 4 for Oculus, Pragmata is on the release list, but we'll have to see what else they have to announce. And uh, Take-Two Interactive also has a showcase, which we'll talk about in a sec. And then Tuesday, last day of E3, according to the live stream, uh, they will have a Nintendo Direct, probably with that... Uh, Switch Pro, Switch new Nintendo Switch Pro being announced on there. I said they said I guess it's going to be roughly about 40 minutes on there, and then they're going to have Treehouse live streaming after that for probably a few hours after that. And then Bandai Namco will also have a showcase as well. Let me take a look at that. So that should be good stuff on there. Bandai Namco, we'll see some other stuff announced on there and that's pretty much what the e3 schedule at least from e3 proper from e3 uh themselves as far as the digital uh, live stream that they're putting together on now so uh joe yeah uh when is the um when is the um day of the dev that's going to be on the kickoff on thursday uh jeff keely's that's going to start at 11 a.m pacific time 2 p.m. Eastern time uh, for the kickoff live on there. So you're not gonna be able to watch it. I'll be at work, unfortunately. So I'll do that. I do have a, a month monthly meeting with the director to go to. Some thrilling stuff at work. The director of our operations. So we do one every month. I have to present quality statistics. So look at peek into my life a little bit. So sounds awesome. I know. Also, too, on Jeff Keighley's uh, Summer Games Fest, they will also have a Devolver Digital Showcase on the 12th, which would be Saturday. Um, also, too, there is a Back for Blood Showcase. Um, I know Chris, a.k.a. Lefty Brown, will be excited for that on Sunday. And then uh, Steam's also having uh, Next Fest, where they're going to have six days and hundreds of demos to try starting on June 16th on there and uh, looking forward in july there is going to be obviously ea play right now there's rumored of a upcoming playstation presentation but we don't know all the deets on that as of yet but uh playstation and uh, e3 uh esa 
are not like you know commingling they're not part of each other so they're going to do stuff on the side if need be on that so so that's pretty much what you're looking forward with forward to with e3 so now there was some other thing there's a live stream from koch media which is all your deep silver and thq nordic that's going to happen uh on friday on there at uh, noon uh pacific time three eastern on there and uh Pretty much, uh, you know, a lot of people, once they saw that uh, Koch Media was going to have a presentation, they were assuming, oh, we're going to get Dead Island and Saints Row and Metro and Time Splitters information. And they came back to say that, hey, guess what? There is not any Dead Island, Saints Row, Metro, or Time Splitters information <laughs> during the show. So they do have other stuff to bring to the mix. So, you know, you just can't be like wanting sequels to all your your favorite double <laughs> a games on there i guess you know a lot of people were at least expecting a saints row <sighs> announcement because volition's been working on it supposedly for quite a bit of time and of course dead island 2 has been in development for eight years i think so <laughs> i mean you know you never know you know right now they actually i think the third developer um took over dead island 2 on there, I think it was originally being developed by Techland, and then they handed it over to um, um, the same people that did Sackboy, which I always am trying to remember their name. But Sackboy people, uh, Sumo Digital, oh, Sumo. Was working. yeah, yeah, they were working on it, but they handed it off to Dambuster. Dambuster is the previous the developer that uh, took over Homefront: The Revolution. So, oh, that who... wonderful masterpiece. <laughs> Hey, I heard it got better after patches, but, you know, hey, who's to say? But <laughs> Food poisoning gets better after, uh, you know, after a while. Doesn't mean you want to go through the initial process. Yeah. <laughs> you, mean, you mean after the heartburn, you take Tums and it gets better? <laughs> Prilosec? <laughs> so. Mm. So, so, but we'll see. I mean, there's there's a ton of other stuff under the THQ Nordic umbrella. We could port bag. And ask for sequels to some of our favorite, like Kingdoms of Amalur 2 or, um, you know, Red Faction 5. <laughs> you know, we'll have to see. That's what Outriders was, is Red Faction 5. Of course, we said that before. So, <laughs> but, say la vie on that. But any Koch Media, THQ, Nordic games you guys are looking <laughs> forward to? Uh, obviously, since all these big baller shot collar franchises were all shot down, I guess. So. <laughs> Mm. Uh, not really. Mm-mm. Not really. We'll see. Mm-mm. I'm like, okay. <laughs> is it worth me taking some time off work to make sure I catch it at noon? I think it is. Okay, we'll see. You see, you see how hard I work for this show. <laughs> I I see it. I'm I'm like, wow. Like, Joe, I know. What is Joe doing? Joe needs to. I, I'm an unmarried man with no children, so obviously I care for. <laughs> ah, <ooh. laughs> I wasn't going to say anything, but, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Edit a awesome. rim shot here. <laughs> <laughs> Bad stand up. Okay, 2K rumors. Dun, 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 rumors, rumors, 2K. Um, obviously, they talked about NBA 2K22 was coming out. Surprise, surprise. That's not any news to anyone, but according to the leak, NBA Pro, ex-NBA Pro Dirk Nikowski is one of the cover stars on NBA 2K22. So all your NBA 2K22 fans out there, look forward to Dirk being on one of the covers of NBA 2K22. <laughs> also, too. 
Um, Codename Daffodil is a borderline spinoff featuring Tiny Tina with a final name that may be Tiny Tina's Wonderlands on there. I guess Gearbox recently trademarked that name. Mm -hmm. Uh, This game is said to be in the same style as the mainland Borderlands titles. So looking forward uh, to a new Borderlands game, Des? No. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> I am. I mean, it's just like we'll see. I haven't even finished all the um, DLC for the season pass. <laughs> after all the after all the Borderlands you don't play, he's like, nah. I mean, it's just it's Borderlands. You know, like, you well, know I, I, I always thought Tina was kind of crazy. She's like thirteen year old, like pyrotechnic, like explosives expert basically you know and some of some of the jokes is kind of like kind of cringy you know borderlands i mean when we were playing borderlands 3 we're like i mean we were sitting there like oh lord some of the some of the dialogue and the writing or it's like whoo you know it's kind of cringy but you don't play it you don't play it for the dialogue you know play for the gunplay yeah Yeah. I mean, I, and I, you know, and the weird thing about it is, like, I bought the comics, so I've read, I've read some of the comic books, you know, that that a lot of the stuff is based on. And I have to say, the comics hold up pretty well um, for uh, for it being, you know, Borderlands. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, like, Borderlands is just a weird franchise. I have a, I have a weird love hate relationship with Borderlands. Good deal. Um, they also have a. Codename Coda, which is said to be a new Marvel Comics theme XCOM style turn based strategy game from Axis. So take that for what it's worth. If you played XCOM before, you know, all characters can die on the field. Mm. Um, I'm kind of curious to see if they'll let, like, you know, the Hulk die or, you know, Captain America die out in the field, you know, or whatnot. So I don't know how I feel about this. It's almost like, you know, instead of aliens, they decided to, like, you know, basically bring characters in there to try to appeal to the masses. So we'll have to see if it's watered down a bit, you know, see if these characters can actually die on the field, because that's one of the main things with XCOM is that, you know, you make a wrong move, your character is gone, you know. It's like, I know people that have played that game and, like, you know, created characters, named it after all their friends, and all their friends basically died. So it's like, well, we'll have to see. It's something that I think that will bring others into playing this style of game where normally they might not have tried it on there, I think. So I think it's a good move on their part to, you know, bring in the Marvel license in there. But we'll have to see what it is exactly. So, and then. Uh, they said Code Codename Code Name Vault is a new action game early in development uh, that they might announce this uh, described as Cthulhu meets Saints Row. So I don't know <laughs> about all that. I don't what? Cthulhu meets Saints Row? What? Yeah, Cthulhu. So imagine like you know, HP Lovecraft <laughs> oh, with, I know. with right. some Saints Row business in there, and it's being done by Hangar 13, the developers of Mafia 3. So <laughs> um Okay. So, and I know you're very mixed on Mafia 3, right, Kev? Yeah, very mixed. I, that story was fantastic. The gameplay... Uh, a little less... rough. Yeah. A little rough. Yeah. No, we'll see what else 2K has in the business, but these are the current rumors on 2K on there, so... 
And of course, we have also other news to talk about that kind of popped up this last week. And first thing I want to kind of discuss and talk about a little bit is uh, Sony had an appearance um, on PlayStation broadcasts. Um, Herman Holst, the head of PlayStation Studios, showed up on the PlayStation broadcast to you know have a conversation. And of course, all the stuff from the PlayStation broadcast kind of like came up like, you know, like molten lava blowing out of a damn volcano on here. So there was some definitely announcements that were made on there. Of course, there was a separate announcement that um, God of War... Um, God, what's the, what's the subtitle for the next God of War game? Ragnarok. 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 Thank you, guys. Yeah, that Santa Monica Studios has announced that it has been pushed back to 2022. Uh, there was also an announcement stating that um, Gran Turismo 7 was being pushed back to 2022. And what Herman Holst kind of revealed during the broadcast is that both God of War Ragnarok and Gran Turismo 7 are also going to be developed and released day and day for the PlayStation 4 as well. On there, He stated that the uh, seven-year-old PS4 is very much a focus for future game development at Sony and that the company can't and won't walk away from the 110 million PS4 owners out there. I think that would be bad news for fans of PS4 and frankly, not very good business, he said. So <laughs> on there. So and then also they commented that uh, Horizon Forbidden West, uh, that they are um, going to try to make it by the end of the year, but uh, they don't have an exact date at the moment as it stands on there. It may or may not hit its previously announced 2021 timeframe. The direct quote, he said, for for Horizon, I think we're on track to release this holiday season, but that isn't quite certain yet, and we're working as hard as we can, quote-unquote, as we can, can to confirm that with you as soon as we can. So no news is good news, right? (laughs) Always. But, uh, you know, of course, a lot of the uh, uh, Internet trolls out there, you know, uh, uh, was wanting to just go all cray cray a little bit about this announcement. Uh, Kev, what's your initial impressions about these games now coming to PS4? Well, obviously, I'm not a fan of it. I understand the reason behind it. Uh, Number one, can't nobody get a PlayStation 5 right now. Uh, It's unless you're willing to go to Scalpersville, and nobody wants to do that. Please don't do that, folks. Mm. If you're listening to this show, don't go out there and, and pay eight, nine, a thousand dollars for one of these consoles. It's not that they're, they're, they're going to show up on the shelves eventually. I know it, it, the, the FOMO is real out there. I get it. But don't, don't, don't do that. Save, mm. Use this time to save even more money pick up more accessories, pick up more games when the consoles that you want is readily available. Um, That said, I'm disappointed that these games are coming to PS4 as well because that means we're not truly seeing what the PS5 is going to be capable of. And I know people say, well, unless, and I say unless, these games are being developed on two different tracks meaning that there's literally two different versions of each game. Um, on Twitter, Corey Barlog, I saw this uh, this situation. I guess one of his employees was getting 
beat up by some toxic ponies uh talking about i mean like it was it was ridiculous like telling saying that they were going to wanted to see her get raped by her twitter by her twitter accounts and they weren't going to be it it was terrible and uh cory barlock stepped in and he said the decision to bring out the ps4 version of ragnarok was mine he said if you want to throw that that nonsense somewhere she said he said directed toward me so at least per Corey Barlog's tweet, that was a decision that he made. Um, again, I understand the reasons behind it. I don't like it because again, unless these are two different, these games are being developed on s- separate tracks, then I'm not getting my full PS5 experience. And if that's the case, then I'm then I'm disappointed. That said, um, after seeing Horizon Forbidden West running on PS5, I'm not really all that worried about it because you couldn't have told me that was running on a PlayStation 4. You couldn't. There is no way you'd be able to convince me that was running on a, on PS4 hardware. Not at all. So if it's in that same is if it's in that same category, I'm good. Oh, that's that's my opinion on it. Yeah, and for me, I mean, I don't know. I'm not gonna put my damn uh, Johnny Carson Swami hat on and try nope. to figure out uh, if this is gonna impact the development of uh, God of War Ragnarok and Gran Turismo Seven. I mean, to me, once the games come out, I'll be the judge of that and. I'll only be checking out God of War. Gran Turismo, I, I don't really care if it gets impacted or not because I'm never going to buy a sim racing game, no matter how good it looks on there. So it might impact the development of that game, uh, but I'll leave your racing, racing enthusiasts to figure that one out if need be. And, you know, I kind of uh, stated, too, it's like, you know, they're, they're wanting to scale these games possibly for PC release later, so this would be good practice. And one... If they already know that the um, game is in development per se, and they could plan for development for both SKUs, then I think it'd be better than per se seeing some of these games that were hampered at the launch of last generation, like Titanfall and um, Shadows of Mordor, because both of those games were kind of developed like with no like specs in mind at the beginning, and of course releasing on both consoles that the 360 console, you know, 360 version of Titanfall and Shadows of Mordor were very janky on there. So, mm. so that's why it would be it would be better, but much more expensive if these games were being developed on on separate tracks. Yeah, when I, I say 100%. tracks, I mean you have one team focused on the PS4 and you have another team focused on the PS5 because you know. We, if, if you paid attention to Mark Cerny's uh, tech talk before these consoles launched, the PS5 literally changes the way a game is developed. You don't have load screens anymore. You know, you can literally go from scene to scene to scene without, without a load screen, without load times. And Ratchet and, Ratchet and Clank and Returnal are, are proofs of, of what he said. So, you know... They're, if if they're really wanting to to push the new hardware, it really would require 
a team to just focus on the PS5 and have another another team focus on developing the PS4 and doing what you can to push that hardware as far as you can for that game. But again, that's very, very expensive. And I think they want to, and the only problem is I don't think they want to do that uh, simply because um, they would be different. And I think, and I'm thinking they, they're trying to make sure that everyone gets the same experience. And it's unfortunate because that's not always the case. Mm. Well, if they do that, then that means the PS5 version is being held back. There, yep. There's no, there's no, uh, there's no two ways around that. Exactly. Uh, if, if, if Horizon Forbidden West is not being developed on two separate tracks, and it's being developed for in you know to run on both platforms you know you can it i can i can look at that game and i can say there's no way that this game can look this good and running it at and be running on on and run on ps4 but at the end of the day the 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 truth the hard facts of the matter is that the ps5 version is being held back if these games are not being developed on separate tracks i mean it's just common sense you can't you can't squeeze, you know, you can't pour four gallons of water into a three-gallon jug. Yeah. You just can't. Yeah, we'll have to see once the games come out to see. But, uh, you know, we might never know if there were some features cut or some design oh, we'll know. work done. We'll know. You know. We'll know after launch because they talked about that with Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, uh, what I, guess I said it was Herman Holst, who was head of Guerrilla Studios at the time. He talked about that they wanted you to be able to ride the Razor Wing uh, or hack the Razor Wing and be able to fly. But the PS4 hardware, PS Pro hardware even, was not tough enough to, to make that happen. So we'll know if, uh, the, pattern, if, the, if, if the, uh, the pattern of disclosure uh, for Forbidden West follows what was done with the first game. We'll know about you know eight months six to eight months a year after forbidden west comes out we'll know if the game was held back because because they'll tell us yeah yeah I, I just love the fact too that there was a lot of back and forth from uh xbox fans talking about like you know you about the flip-flop and of course the prior like we believe in generations thing from uh, jim ryan previously and now that they flip-flopped and decided to release both God of War, Ragnarok, and Gran Turismo on the PS4. Uh, but, you know, equally, you know, with your Game Pass games that obviously they're uh, making sure that they're all coming out for Xbox One and Xbox Series. So I, I don't understand the fans talking ish other than they're just talking ish to talk ish, basically. So. Well, they're talking ish, but what they're saying is true. This is a flip-flop. This yeah. is this, yeah. without, without, you can't, you can't cap just because it's your favorite team, it's a flip flop, and and like I said, you know Jim Ryan is Phil Spencer Jr. He's going to do and say what he needs to do and say to make PlayStation as profitable as possible. Um, and I've said this before, and others have said this before. Gaming is a selfish hobby. It, it is. You 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 buy games based off your interest and what you, and what you desire in this pastime you don't buy games based on what other people well, you shouldn't but you know, this is 2021 and a lot of shit has happened uh <laughs> you don't buy games based on what other people say 
is good or bad, right? And, and you can say that for any consumer product. But the, the truth is the truth. This was a flip-flop. This was a turnaround. And while I understand the reasons behind it, you gotta call you you gotta call it out. You know, of you course. guys said you believed in generations. Now you're saying you don't. You know, we'll see how the finished product turns out. And like I said, after seeing Forbidden West, you can't tell me that was running on a PS4. Yeah. Yeah. So, Hopefully we're not in a Halo Infinite situation with any of these games. So we'll see. I th- I think PlayStation Studios have more self-respect than that. Yeah. I, I, I they they know that they are held to a higher standard, and I'm, that's not fanboy uh, commentary. It's the truth because they were ready to launch Halo Infinite in its in 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 that current state until it became an internet meme. That is the only reason they did not release Halo Infinite at that, at that state. Because we had the game, the game chair Mafia was telling us that, oh, this was wonderful. This looks just like the original the Halo uh, uh, Combat Evolved. This is the way I want my Halo to look. So the shields were, were running the, comp- the company line, right? Yeah. But it was the, the fan base, whether there was PlayStation <laughs> ponies or it was dissatisfied Xbox guys that turned Craig into an internet meme, that's why they didn't release it. This is what I want. Yeah. <laughs> that that particular shield just got done with a, like a week in Seattle. I saw him like, po- po- posting pictures of him with Phil Spencer and Aaron Greenberg and some like... Uh, uh, yacht, yeah, or you know, with some yachts in the background <laughs> in some nice blue you know blue water pier. But you good. know what? I am not going to shade anybody for 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 getting their money or or, or, what they, well, or for what they're for for compensation, whatever, whether it's it's financial or otherwise. And there was plenty more in the game pass in the game in the game chair mafia other than him that was shilling for for cyberpunk. Yeah. Uh, but Again, this is this is this is the gaming environment that we're in in 2021. You got to think for yourself. You got to look at what's in front of you. You gotta you gotta hear hear what the corporate suits are saying, but pay attention to what they're doing. Yeah. All right. I think we talked that up very good. Uh, next news story I want to talk about is something. I think Desmond will probably raise his eyebrow a bit. Um, mm. Dark, Ho- Dark Horse is getting into video games. So Dark Ooh. Horse Comics has set up a division called Dark Horse Games to make games based on this portfolio of entertainment properties. Now, if you didn't know, Dark Horse owns the likes of Hellboy, Frank Miller's Sin City, Frank Miller's 300, Umbrella Academy, Polar, Lady Killer, Emily the Strange, Usagi Yojimbo, and Risen Alien. I know Usagi Yojimbo is one of your faves, Des. So they are. Yes. Yeah. So Dark Horse Comics wants to develop games itself, focusing on quote unquote refreshing older and less established IPs as gaming first IPs. It's also in talks with development studios to license its IPs for larger projects on there. So Dark Horse Games is in active discussions with the world's top gaming companies develop games with our IPs to be released over the next several years and across all platforms. So mobile PC console and cloud on there. So we'll have to see what games comes of this. Uh, we'll have to see if maybe a new Hellboy game finally is That'd be amazing. developed on there. I think the last ones uh, Hellboy science of evil came out 
uh, for PS3 and 360 from Konami, and it was like yeah, it was it was mediocre. It was best. okay. Yeah. It was yeah. I don't I didn't think it was as bad because I had it. Uh, I didn't think it was as bad as the and I had the 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 poor build. I had the PS3 version. Uh, I didn't think it was as bad as the critics said, but it wasn't super great either. Yeah. So we'll have to see because there's a lot of good IP in the Dark Horse wheelhouse. I mean, uh, I'll probably name drop again. Blade of the Immortal would be amazing as a video game. I think so. Uh, they only have the publishing rights to it, so I don't know. I mean, maybe. I mean, I think I think a Blade of the Immortal would be fun. Uh, I want to see what kind of RPGs I can make personally. Um, that's that's what I want to see. Like, what kind of RPGs are we gonna, are we talking? You know, what kind of what kind of um, you know shooter? Not shooters, but what kind of like that's that those are the games that I want to see. Good deal, good deal. So, any other Dark Horse properties you want to see? Des? Um, definitely. De- I mean, I think the easy money is on Hellboy uh, to see first. Um, I think that's the one that they can really make. It has the most universe building. It has the most characters. It has a pr- protagonist that are, has already had three movies. So it just seems like a no-brainer. They've already had a game before. I just want to see what it's going to look like. So I would, I would, de- I would gain the bet that there's going to be Hellboy, possibly Umbrella Academy. I just really hope that they don't rush anything to market, and then we act, but we actually get really good games. Is what I'm hoping to see, you know. But I, I, I bet you anything, you're going to get those two. And the reason why you're going to get those two is because they're they're really big, they're really big IPs from Dark Horse. So yeah. I know Usagi Yojimbo is more of a like a hidden gem kind of thing. So, but, although uh, I can see, I can see Usagi though. Don't, 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 don't count the rabbit bunny guard out. Like we might be able to see him. You know, three D character action game. You think, or like maybe a Nintendo developed? Um, I don't know. Um, I think it would be a a hack and slash type of game. Sort of. I don't. I think it'd be sort of in the vein of like Zelda. Um, in which you're, you would have to, I mean, I, they could do like a Musou game with it too, but I'm hoping that they would do something like, definitely something like Ghost of Tsushima or, or, or really allow it to be, um, a fully developed game. Um, and then there's a couple of storylines they could do, you know, uh, with it and they can, you know, there's a ton of stuff they could do with Usagi Yojimbo and I would love to see a Zelda like game where he's where you're running through like ancient Japan, you know, meeting at an anthropomorphic anthropomorphic uh, animals uh, characters, and then and then working shit out like that. Like I think it'd be a good game personally. I, I think it would be great. So I'm awesome. I'm here for it. Bring All it right. home. And listeners out there, if you have a dark horse property you want to be made into a game or got anything. Uh, that you want to add to the conversation, definitely throw in the Discord or send us a vessel line an email, and we'll uh, yeah. definitely talk about it next week. So, yeah, we would love to know more. Good deal. And then I have a next news story is kind of unfortunate news, but it's kind of at the same time, kind of writing was on the wall. Uh, Sonic creator Yuji Naka has confirmed that he has left Square Enix and said that he ha- may retire. In a tweet, he stated that he left Square Enix at the end of April. His game, Balan Wonderworld, which Naka directed and Square Enix published on multiple platforms in March, flopped at retail. It sold less than mm. 2,100 copies in its opening week in Japan. 
and failed to make the top 40 in the UK or in the US on here. So, so unfortunately, I was actually kind of looking forward to this game. But, you know, given the fact that, you know, it's been a while since Yuji Naka has, like, really developed anything of note. <laughs> it's just like, uh, I think what, uh, I think the last game he developed prior to this game was Rodea the Time Soldier for the Wii U, I think, on there. But uh, if you're trying. not, fami- <laughs> not familiar, he was trying, yeah. But he's the developer, if you didn't know, he's from Sega. And he worked on, of course, Sonic, uh, Knights. And a fantasy star online. So, I mean, and then, you know, he's worked on several games prior. If you look back at his back catalog, he's worked on quite a few games, including like the original fantasy star uh, and some Sega Master System games as well on there. And of course, stuff like Billy Hatcher and uh, Burning Rangers. So, I mean, pretty much his pedigree is already pretty much there. I think if he retired and just decided to just relax and, enjoy the rest of his life. I think he did a great job in the gaming world, at least, uh, no matter how bad Balan Wonder World might be, which I'll never find out. Maybe if I find it for five bucks or 10 bucks on the sale, I might <laughs> give it you a will. gander. So we'll see. Well, <laughs> so, so don't worry about it. You will. Wasn't this it, supposed to be the spiritual successor to Knight? Yep. It had like the kind of same character creation to it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just, uh, a lot of people were just talking about how bad the game was. And, uh, you know, obviously since he's retired, I don't know how many patches or what after, uh, you know, what uh, further development they're going to do on the game. This doesn't seem like a game that's going to receive a lot of, like, um, building via patches to help correct the game or whatnot. So, you know. Well, so did this I, get a physical release in the U.S.? Yeah. Yes, it got a physical release worldwide, yeah. They're really, they're really trying. Like they're like, we got this. Let's do this. But nope. I, I had a pre-order for about sixty bucks retail. So, mm. and uh, I, I don't think this game could really compete with the Ratchet and Clanks of the world, unfortunately. So no. Yeah. Well, it uh, might be worth something. You know, in the future, it might be worth grabbing the physical copy. Yeah, uh, they they printed so many, and uh, obviously didn't sell them. So I, mean, I see them at every store I go to. So. <laughs> And so it's it's yeah, maybe on maybe they'll bring it to Games Pass, you know. So, <laughs> I mean, considering that the guy is re, is it, well, if he retires, then it probably yeah. that would probably up its collector value, meaning oh, this guy is probably not going to be making any more games. Yeah, it might be worth something then. Or it could actually be a good game that the the so called professionals just didn't dig, you know. I keep going back to God Hand. God Hand got trounced in the reviews, and it's my favorite game ever. So. It was great. It was one of the games I beat. It was fantastic. Yeah, let's see. You know, maybe one of us will check it out at a later point, you know. Mm-hmm. Probably be me over anyone else, but... <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a fan of Knights. I gotta be honest. I, I bought it. I played it. It's like, okay, I'm a clown flying through the air, spinning around these... <laughs> Yeah, no. But I try and I tried, but you know what? It 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 just it, I'm not it it just wasn't my my deal. Double T. No, it didn't, right. it didn't it didn't it didn't hit it. It didn't yeah. it didn't hit. It didn't it didn't hit. Oh, it hit with me. I like Knights quite a bit. In fact, uh, I think my first E3, I ran on the floor, and that was the first thing I played. They gave me a damn 
um, exhibitor's badge. So I was able to go on before on the floor before anyone else did because of quote unquote I I was an owner of a booth or something. So but... <laughs> yeah, we are lying to people. <laughs> you know it. I, I I had my own business, Video Game Central. I own the retail store. Ha ha. So. <laughs> <laughs> Shady, you know shady. That's a, that's what you did to get into E3. No, I Come know. on, got to do know. what you got to do. I know. And we found out later in in the late nineties, it was super easy to get in E3 because we had a friend with a business license, and so you know we we sent a bunch of people. We had like certain titles made, including one guy was like janitorial engineer, and then assistant janitorial engineer. See, so. Y'all are just lying to people. <laughs> just straight lying to people. They, put the, they actually put that on the badge. I loved it. It was great. So. Uh, uh, <laughs> and our friend Jonathan, who's kept sneaking into the back at Sony and like going and like you know <laughs> looking at stuff. You know, so it was like. <laughs> Yeah. Good good memories of E3 back then, but uh, maybe we'll talk about that on another show. But uh, last news story I'm going to talk about before we end the segment: uh, Taito of all people, of all companies, have brought the business a bit. So you know, Sega just recently released that Astro City Mini in Japan, which is basically a shrunken down mini version of a popular arcade cabinet. Well, Taito wanted to get into that. Uh, space as well so they have announced the egret two mini on there which is a basically uh egret excuse me that pronunciation i butchered that egret two mini on there which is a shrunken down version of their cabinet from back in the day and there's some particular features of this particular cabinet uh that are just bananas on there so um there is a particular way with the screen that you could rotate this little mini screen to put it into tate mode to play vertical shooters so the screen actually moves on there so it's a five inch four three lcd that can be played in any orientation on there and then the primary controls for the uh, egret 2 mini uh, has six primary buttons and an arcade style micro switch stick that can be adjusted from uh, either having uh, four directions or eight directions, depending on the game. So there's actually a switch on the on the actual unit itself to be able to make it into a, a four-gate or an eight-gate joystick on here. And they also have an optional expansion controller with a paddle on there with an expansion, like a little memory card with 10 additional games on there as well. And they also have a gamepad with the system as well as an additional arcade stick as options on there so there's going to be 40 games preloaded on the cabinet itself and the expansion controller also includes an sd card with 10 games to use with the paddle or trackball on there i guess it's going to also have a trackball as well but the games uh, with the unit include games like space invaders kicks elevator action bubble bobble rastin saga um, kadash violence fight and some of these cool shooters metal black and Kaiser Knuckle is a fighting game from back in the 90s, a title fighting game. And then the paddle trackball games confirmed with the SD card include Arkanoid, um, Camel Tree, Arkanoid Returns. So there's like a bunch of, uh, you know, Arkanoid and other games that use the paddle and, and um, trackball controllers on there. So um, beyond the SD card slot, they also has a USB-C port for power, two USB-A ports for controllers, an HDMI port for TV out and a headphone jack 
on there. So uh, the cabinet itself costs 18,600 yen, which it comes out to about 170 bucks. The expansion controller is around 110 bucks. Uh, the extra arcade sticks, 80 bucks, and the gamepad is around 30 on there. There's also a limited edition bundle that's going to cost approximately 450 bucks. That includes everything, plus some extras like soundtrack CDs. And there's another bundle that excludes the arcade stick and the gamepad on there. So it's going to be uh, released in Japan on March 2nd. 2022 on there so uh any of you guys interested in this i'm interested but i'm not sure about the price that's high that's high and we're living in the age of retro pie that's that's yeah. that's a hard sell and i mean Agreed. other other than other than the collectability of it and the uniqueness of that man this thing is super expensive yeah, unfortunately, the thread on Resetera, I was going to um, that the, for the Uber Duber Collectors Edition package. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, I think Amazon is calculating, Amazon Japan's calculating the shipping cost to be close to 200 bucks. So. Oh, hell no. <laughs> but they That's actually. So much. Jeez. I, I'm not sure. They said that the, according to their calculations, it came out to that much. But if it's less, that uh, they'll compensate once the unit is shipped on there. I guess other people went in and ordered each uh, item individually and the shipping came out to be much less. So plus so. I'm not that big a fan. I, I mean, there are some Taito games that I like, but when I think of, of arcade arcade games that, that would drew me into Festival and Neon, Taito was not at the top of that list. It it is not. I gotcha. mean I, I enjoyed Arkanoid as much as the next guy. Uh, my buddy uh, Damon, his cousin uh, Kelly, that's like his favorite game. Um, but uh, you know, I, some of their stuff was okay, but you know, they're not. They weren't my go-to. They, their games were not my go-to when I was stepping into festival. They, they just weren't. So yeah, I'm, this is going to be a hard pass for me. I'm debating, but you know, it just depends if Gavin Newsom hooks me up with 600 bucks. (laughs) (laughs) And it's being talked about, and I think it passed the legislature. So, but well, well, you don't think we're getting any money? I'll believe it when I see it. I know, but there's a lot of people like talking about other games that can include on top because there's a bunch of other Taito titles, including like, you know, the Darius series. On there, Elevator Action 2, Elevator Action Returns. On there, uh, even people talking about some of the licensed games that they had, like uh, Taito uh, released the original Superman coin-op. You know, so we'll have to see what exactly the final lineup is for this thing. On there, and of course, it comes with an SD slot, so it could be, quote-unquote, up- upgradable and or hackable, too. So, you know. You can go to Amazon and get you a ready-to-run RetroPie for like eighty bucks. Everything already pre-built. I, I was looking at that. The only thing you got to do is put the ROMs on. I mean, you got to know how to do that. But <laughs> this is—you <laughs> get you that. You get you a wired controller, and you're good. You may not, you know, you you may have to. Do some do some work to get a trackball to work on it, but this, well, we'll, is, this is. Uh, I'll, I'll keep my eye on it. I'll definitely let you guys know. And hell, you might have to 
Come check it out at Joe's house. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not saying that the, the physical, the, the, the unit itself is not appealing. It is. I like the design of it. I like what it's doing. But... <laughs> definitely, no, definitely it, be a nice museum piece. That yeah, that's what that's yeah, yeah. I think I think uh, you know Kevin's right. Like we're in the age of the retro pie. There uh, things like this. Like I don't want to say like you know oh you know we we have to you know do this or or something like that. But it just seems like we are already in a in a in a world where where you can get this much more afford much more affordable um, options. Than, than what we have currently right now. There's nothing bad about it, and I think if you if you don't want to do that or you want to support or or whatever, more power to you. But but at this point, it's just like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> you know, gotcha. it's like, I'm good. Now well, now and, full now full disclosure. If this was Capcom, like with everything they ever put out in the arcade, Cadillacs and dinosaurs, Aliens versus Predator, all that licensed stuff, that it, I pro I'd probably have a very different viewpoint on this. I'd be like, take my money. Because you know, so yeah, call call me a hypocrite if because I can I, I can still play those same games on the retro pie. In fact, I've got them on my retro pie, but I would be ready to 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 just hand hand, hand them some money for that. But you know, well, sp speaking of which, that uh, Capcom Arcade Stadium just came out for um, Xbox and PlayStation. Actually, I don't know if you guys noticed that or not, but uh, it came out on Tuesday this past past week. So. Mm -hmm. So if you're interested in some old Capcom games, and then a lot of people were talking about they actually went in and patched the um, Switch version of that game, and it's running a lot better as well. So we'll have to take a look at that. Maybe we'll have to get on some some uh, gaming. And I wish they would get the license to bring out some of the stuff like Aliens versus Predator, Cadillacs, and Dinosaurs on there. I know some people were asking what happened to Black Tiger and like Tiger Road on there and I'm wondering too. I'm hoping that they will support that too. So. And I'm assuming there's no none of the advanced Dungeon and Dragons arcade games are on there either. No, but the, actually, believe it or not those are available both on Steam and Xbox still. They released a collection uh, back oh. in the 360 generation and I recently picked it up for Xbox for like three bucks so uh, definitely a winner winner chicken dinner right there so but that is the news for this episode, gentlemen. Well, alrighty. Contact. You can reach our show at gamingvessels at gmail.com. So if you've heard anything that you want to respond to, or if you'd actually like to be on the show and get your perspective on gaming out to our listeners, you're going to want to send feedback to gamingvessels at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at Gaming Vessels, and individually we have our own accounts. I can be found at Shonuff71 on Twitter, S H O N U W F, the number 71. I am Shonuff7 on PlayStation Network, S same spelling with the number 7 at the end. I am Shonuff071 on Xbox, same spelling with 071 at the end again. And on on my my switch account, I, that number is seven six five eight two one five five three three zero nine. Well, not account, but uh, friend code. And on Steam, I can be found on Shonuff seventy one, same spelling as originally. So, Des, where can folks get a hold of you at? Well, you can always find me. <laughs> I'll just think of that. You can always find me on uh, Twitter at. At uh, the Nemo Six, that's T H E N E M O S I X. You can find me on PSN and Steam 
at Nemo Ticker, N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R. And my Nintendo friend code is 5280-6674-4519. And as always, please, 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 tell us how you found us. Let us know who you are. We want to talk to people, not bots. So please, you know, let us know. And Joe, where can we find you, buddy? Okay, you can find me on Twitter at Joe Fungul, J-O-E-F-O-N-G-U-L. Become my friend, and I can send you contest forwards as well. As, Don't you dare! Uh, you're you're my you're my bestie, my one and only. You have to only me now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got that last one. I thought it was hilarious. You're all like, you know, oh, you know, um, you know, I want to pair up. Yeah, I want to pair up with with Nemo Nemo Digger, and I was just like, oh, that's so sweet. Oh. Well, it's right in your wheelhouse. It's Cat Quest Two, where you can play multiplayer, like multiplayer cats. So <laughs> I played. I already. I played the first one, so it's kind of funny. Yeah. Also, PSN Steam. You could uh, hook, talk to me, and become my friend. My username is Kamunagara, K A M U N A G A R A. And then on Xbox, my username is the same, K A M U N A G A R A, but six nine nine five at the end if I ever turn it on again. And uh, Nintendo friend code is 4712-5953-1409 on there. Yeah, if you want to play Xbox with me, let me know. That'll give me a chance to dust off the machine and turn it on, and that way I could play a game on it for once. So. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and, of course, folks, we, uh, we would be negligent if we did not mention our Discord server. Uh, you can find the link to our Discord on our Twitter account. You can also find it on whatever podcast aggregate you use to download this program from. Just click the link and you're in. Uh, there's no waiting period. There's no uh, uh, we have to we have to make a decision as to whether or not to let you into the inner realm. Uh, just click the link and you're there. We have plenty of great discussions. We we have a lively community there. And frankly, all the all most of the stuff that I would normally send to Twitter, I'm sending it over to our Discord server, again, in, in trying to build the community over there. Varied opinions about gaming. Everyone's respectful, uh, and everyone is free to, uh, to put their own opinions out. And uh, we appreciate it. We have a great community over there. So I would ask any of you who have not made that decision to join up, please hit us up. On Discord, I think you will enjoy your stay. So, with that, we are bringing episode 126 to a close. Uh, for Dez, aka the Bay Area Terror, aka the High Res Hater, aka Cat Daddy, aka Gamer Step Daddy, and for Trader Joe, aka the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. I'm Sean of 71, saying we'll be back next week with a new show. Peace.